This is Valor Radio. Valor, strength of mind and spirit that enables a person to face danger with resolve and determination in battle or in any other situation. Valor, like that displayed by veterans of every branch of the military throughout our community. This radio show, Valor Radio, salutes all of you who have raised your right hands to volunteer to protect and preserve our unique American way of life. Thanks for joining us and your brothers and sisters in uniform. When liberty's in jeopardy, I will always do what's right. I'm out here on the front lines, sleep in peace tonight, American soldier. Now, Valor Radio. Well, hello once again, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties, guardians, civilians, families, and supporters. Uh, Welcome on into the big tent here of Valor Radio. And all I got to say this morning is God save the queen, man. God save the queen. So, folks, I am going to make my political predictions for 2024 in just a minute. But before I do that, I need to set the stage. So I'm going to read you some quotes. Some political quotes. Mm. I think that there can be no higher priority than what we have been clear is our highest priority. Huh? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. I know what this is. Love that. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. It forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all, and it connects us all. Mm-hmm. Especially the space between ears. We will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work, operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action, and I know we will work together on this together. That is so true. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought of it that way. When we talk about children of the community, they are the children of the community. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's right. And one final one on international relations. For Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way its impact has been the pandemic. We will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential. And then she laughed uncontrollably. Oh, let me, let me, let me just, don't tell me. Uh, It's our vice president. Yes. Yes. So predictions for 2024. You're hearing them here first. Sometime before the South Carolina, and not before that, Uh um, but too late for the vice president to jump in because there's no way they can have her jump into the election. And she would get destroyed by the weakest Republican candidate um, with this. So they got to keep her on the sidelines so the president can't say he's not running until before the South Carolina primary. And my prediction is he'll... He will uh, not make that announcement sometime before. I think the the South Carolina is going to be their first primary. I think it was a January, February time frame. 
uh, and Gavin Newsom will jump in oh, yeah. as the only legitimate candidate, and he will be the candidate for the Democrats in the next presidential election. Think they'll make her some kind of an offer, like a uh, well, board directorship? Uh, something. You know, they'll uh, do something. Give her a seat on mil- the board mil- at Netflix or something like that. Mil- million show. bucks a year. You know yeah. who must be seething over this whole thing? Hillary. Yeah. Oh, well. Can you imagine? The only she outlier. must have serious heartburn right now. The only outlier, the only outlier is, and which would be a reach, but if not Gavin Newsom, who is the only other person? Not RFK? No. No. No, he's an outsider. No, they're, they're, he's an outsider okay. for sure. Well, he's he's got uh, some steam going. Uh, uh, Gulag Dick Durbin? No, I think that you have to start thinking about Look at the vice president, and so that they can say that they're not. It, her being sidelined is not. Oh, uh, they need another. Uh, so who would that be? Another person of color. Who's got oh, the highest? Michelle Obama. That's right. Oh God. So no. that, 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 I could see I, the ticket. Yeah, I don't, I don't, She's too busy picking nah, up shoes. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think she will be his possibly uh, Newsom's running mate. Ooh. God, that's a vile yeah, thought. But, but they, they like their seven million dollar. Yeah. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, they digs do. And, they really do. And, like and, it. and they, they like what what they're doing now. I what mean. running the country from behind the scenes? Right. Exactly. Yeah, they, they don't yeah. get any of the grief. So anyway, my prediction: Gavin Newsom, president's going to announce he's not running for reelection. And the the, reason, the way they're going to force him to do it because it won't be easy is though they're going to say they're not going to indict his son, or they're going <laughs> to, or the or the the extreme one is he actually resigns short. Of the end of his term, let's uh, Camilla come in and write him <laughs> clemency for any crimes he committed, so that he leaves office. He can't be prosecuted federally. They got to work that in there somewhere. They I'm telling his, you, uh, I think if the outrage if, will if, be if so Republican, palpable. if the Republic, if a Republican wins, that's what's going to happen. Mm. He will resign short, and and the deal she'll get to be the first woman president, even if it's only for a few months, for eighteen minutes, and as <laughs> long as as long as uh, she, uh, you know, gives him a, a, a blank check to walk away, yeah. no pun intended. So that's my prediction for twenty twenty four. That's a hell of a prediction. Yeah. So you can, Steve, uh, a year from now or a all year right. and a half from now, you can tell me I was all wet, but. Wow. Um, I would say that's my best guesstimate of what's going to happen. Not to get too far into this, but how f- formidable a candidate do you think Newsom is? I oh, think, Newsom! Oh, God! No. Um, I think, I think part of our problem is that we're old white males. Yeah, and I think part of the challenge what, what, is what's he? Well, but he he appeals to a younger generation, and I guess women like him, and he. He he. There's out in California. It's very interesting when you're out there. You know, I spend time out there because my daughter's out there and son mm-hmm. son-in-law and grandson. Um, and you read out there, people like us, people that have businesses and other things, don't like him. But there, he has he has some sort of appeal to some people and to a younger generation that I think it's hard for us to understand because our perspective. Is grounded in reality. Go, go figure, and, though. And the younger he, generations, their their perspective is not but, but grounded he, in reality. But look at the quality of life in California. I know that, he's that, driven that, it into the ground. That's the thing. I mean, there, there are. I I see a lot of millennial quotes on the news and stuff. I don't do social, but uh, they're they're fed up too. 
Right. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting if they re- he can recreate himself in a way to. But if he gets handed the nomination, which it looks like that's going to happen, he's yeah. the only person right now that's, you know, has the wealth, has the uh, organization. Um, he's got but, the teeth. He's got the hair. Yeah. He's Nancy Pelosi's nephew. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, is he? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. really is. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he can. And, he, and he'll have the whole apparatus behind him right. in the Democratic right. Party. He's got a ticking time bomb, though. It is. Rep- it is. Reparations. Yes, it is. That's a huge problem. It is. In California. Well, yeah. I mean, that's where it's happening. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll take it writ large, uh, you know. Well, I mean, the, the African-Americans out there are he, – he cannot deliver no, he on, can't. This, on this campaign. He can't. Whatever the number is, who cares what the number is, yeah. he can't deliver it. Right. I mean, California is like the third or fourth largest economy in the world. Right. But the numbers were staggering mm-hmm. that they talked about. Um, yeah, I got into mm-hmm. a little debate on Twitter. I shouldn't do that. Um, Twitter? Uh, over this uh, guaranteed minimum income. Oh, and, living wage kind of thing. Yeah, no. The in the city, they're doing a pilot program. Oh, Five hundred bucks a month um, for and two three. years. And all I've got to say about that is, uh, my father had guaranteed minimum income. It was called his first, second, and third job that he worked to yes. make sure we had what we needed. Guaranteed, if you work, you'll get paid. Right, right. Mm. Um, I, I just don't understand it. But once again, I'm I'm a dinosaur. Mm. And, to see that type of thing happening, and then inevitably, what you do is you divide everybody, you know, into the lucky recipients and the angered uh, um, ones who right. miss, miss the mark. Right, you further divide the community because everyone's not going to get it. Hmm. Um, Three hundred families. There, but How this do they is pick them? this is a planning. Well, there's an application process. Oh, and I'm sure that that'll be. Um, infallible. <laughs> I, I, you don't live inside the city limits, do you, Bob? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering, but the goal is to use all the marijuana tax revenue that the city gets for all, this. All 14 bucks? Well, once they're up and running, you know, they've got these, you know, it's going to be a billion dollars a year and all this other kind of shit. Sure it yeah, is. Yeah, okay. You, you bet. Um, all I've seen right now is the state's in, incompetence at getting this program up and running. They've allowed the illegal marijuana shops to flourish and develop their clientele and these illegal places can underprice because they're not paying union wages. They're not paying all the taxes in New York. You know, the way they're working in, in the community communities. Now you buy a t-shirt for $40 and you get a bonus of a little bag of weed with it. So they're not really selling weed <clears throat> and all the uh, enforcement can only be done by the state. So there can't even be any local enforcement of those rules. Oh, that'll work great. Yeah, because the state is so efficient at enforcing. All right, I'm uh, hearing some music. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll try to get back on military topics if we can. Ah. (laughs) More Valor Radio to come on WYSL.
your go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers. Not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old in-office, in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty, Route 227, Trumansburg, New York. The colors are red for valor, white for innocence, and blue for justice. Our nation's flag proclaims liberty for all, and our military service members continue to fight for the right to live in freedom. Honor their service and sacrifice with an American-made flag from the Stars and Stripes Flag Store. Visit eflagstore.com to shop now. All proceeds support Veterans Outreach Center and local veterans. Join Abate Monroe County, American bikers aimed toward education and help adult bikers ride free and safe. Check out our meetings on the third Friday monthly at Wise Guys Diner and Catering, 2811 Dewey Avenue. Join Abate for less than 50 cents a week. Google Abate Monroe County on the web. Hey, how about becoming a member of the National Warplane Museum in Geneseo, New York? Help us preserve history. Plus, you get some pretty fancy benefits. Visit us online, nationalwarplanemuseum.com. From Niagara Falls to the Adirondacks and from Canada to Pennsylvania, you're listening to Valor Radio. Well, I didn't uh, adequately introduce the uh, co-hosts of the show when we started the program today. Captain Steve Amano, U.S. Navy retired, and Colonel Paul Sonelli. He's down in Alabama. Just enjoying the music for a moment. Who's this? This is this is one that you never hear around here. Alabama, and this is uh, Mickey Murray doing Shout Bama Lama. What year is that? 69. Ah, great year. Yeah, that was... Uh, that's great. Pre- great year for music, anyway. Yeah, sure was. Boy, those are some... Some spectacular music. It was, just, it was just such an incredible thing getting into this business in 67 oh through my 1969. Really? I mean, that was like a high watermark. And uh, I, I remember uh, uh, most radio stations, kind of a uh, tradition, the record promotion guys came on Tuesdays. Uh-huh. Tuesdays is record day. And I remember coming out of the studio. I did 9 to noon at Wibbage in Philadelphia, WIBG, famous old rock and roll station. And... He went down these circular stairs down to this lobby, and sitting in the lobby were the Temptations. Oh, cut it out. <laughs> they brought him around. That is on a, on a promo tour. so cool, man. Yeah. Wow, the Temps. So, um, yeah. i got to ask you, because uh-huh. you're a Navy guy. Uh-huh. I was. Uh, well, yeah. you, uh, aren't you always? Yeah, I, I always mean, don't you always be. have a little bit of Navy in you? Always. Even yeah. when you're gone? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you seem a little uh, well, removed I mean, from it. Well, are not good in the Navy right now. Well, I know, but it's... It's still, it's still the Navy, yeah. Okay. So tell me what happened Oh, uh, oh yeah, with Brett Crozier. Uh, Brett Crozier, as everyone knows... Oh, Brett Crozier. Oh, was I, I, the uh, commander Crozier. of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, 
one of our greatest war machines. Yeah. Um, he he got in trouble because uh, during COVID, he was and, and and he had legitimate concerns about the safety of his crew. Um, but when he when he when he expressed them to his superiors, I'm just going back on memory now. He um, he alarmed a lot of people at the chief uh, OPNAV at the chief of naval operations uh, offices and the Pentagon, uh, where the secretary of navy was. Uh, at, uh, um, and he offended a lot of people, and I think he frightened uh, the leadership. And uh, because it was a very difficult time for the Navy uh, uh, during COVID, and they really didn't know what they were doing. And there were there was a, a, a couple port calls they were making where um, a lot of their, their their crew members were coming down with COVID, and they couldn't offload them. And these people were stuck aboard this carrier, which is like a floating city and he was um you know desperate so i think he decided at that point you know what have i got to lose and he um he went public in a lot of ways he he uh communicated with the media and that's one thing that that's kind of an unforgivable sin is communicating with the media or uh or letting the cat out of the bag especially like in the navy they like to keep that stuff in house mm-hmm. and he wasn't doing that and then from there, he ended up getting relieved of command, and then he became a cause celeb for his own crew uh, on the ship. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot that he did that was um, you know was pretty admirable. But there's just something about Brett Crozier that doesn't set well with me. I don't know what it is. It's just I I certainly don't want to defend the leadership of the Navy at that time because they're just a bunch of weak. Um, you know, I don't know what you call them, um, but it was a ter- terrible time, and uh, we're still feeling the repercussions of it. Yeah, it uh, it was an interesting time. We didn't know what the heck was going on with COVID. We didn't, you know, I think they were still in the early, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. Um, I think uh, we had know, nothing to base it. I mean, we had no experience. Frame of reference, right. right? We didn't know if it was an attack. Right. Um, a targeted attack against, and we know, also uh, had uh, pushback from uh, our uh, the people that we were uh, the port calls we were making because they didn't want to they didn't want all those sailors offloaded in those countries. Right, right. And, um, and then there was talk that we're going to offload them on some on some island and set up a like a, 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 a makeshift hospital. And there was a, a lot of guesswork about what to do. Right, and you know the the a ship, and once again, you've lived on them. Long term, but it's a petri dish, big time, and everybody gets the same thing. Ev- right, we get one person gets the crud, everybody gets the crud. Right, and so it, you know, <laughs> the the people that are responsible for the the health on the ship, the health of the the, the crew, um, it a, a ton of it's preventive medicine as well as yeah. you know treatment, um, you know, trying to get ahead of things, and this. Everybody in the country was trying to get ahead of this, and no one really knew what to do, how to do it. Um, Is there anything more frightening it? than a floating, like a, uh, I don't know what you call it, um, epidemic, a, a, a epidemic, of a, a floating a, a break, a breakout, yeah, like I mean, a, like they've a made, plague. Yeah. They've made movies about yeah. that. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's movies out there about right. you know well, Dustin Hoffman with outbreak, it outbreak was based, yeah, based on the, the the book. Yeah, and but I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of ship stories you know that i used to live near fort dietrich did you yeah um i didn't drink the water though good 
Uh, might have helped you. Have you ever been there? Yeah. You have. Okay. Yeah. You've been everywhere. Um, I never got to see anything cool there. But I did. I knew it, it was, was pretty cool. Well, right. I did one uh, day. I got to see stuff. There. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. you were an Intel guy. so We had an Intel you know. unit that did uh, medical uh, Intel. Yeah. 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 So, um, so anyway, uh, you know, he had a, he's got a book out now, of course. He just felt yeah. like he had to write it. There you go. Um, this is why I don't trust the guy. There's something about him. He, he's a little self-serving and it, it would be nice if he got out and he went to work doing something and then he came out 10 years from now and talked about it. But he's just, he's, I think he's feathering his own nest. Well, I think everybody after, you know, and sometimes people deserve it if there's misinformation out there. You yeah. know, we, we talked about this. Oh, I certainly about, don't trust the Navy. You know, we talked about this with the USS uh, um, Indianapolis, uh, right? I mean, you know, uh, the captain there, um, oh did he make mistakes? Did he not make mistakes? Um, was there things he should have done that he didn't do? Uh, you know, he was he took the heat for that uh, for decades. He sure and, did. Uh, you know, to the point that it led to his suicide. I guess I'd rather let this guy vent. Sure. <laughs> than, yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know, history. McVeigh. History McVay. gets yeah. History gets uh, the victor gets to write history. Right. And you know, you're you're stuck with it, and the people in power get to write history. So sometimes books are necessary to try to set the record straight. And I haven't right. I haven't read the book. I don't know if I will. There's so many books I got lined up. I don't know if I'll get to this one. Um, I, and I think sometimes I need some time and space and years to give a little perspective in order to, but, uh, you know, the bottom line is he doesn't sound bitter in the book. Is he, is he out loud? No. Oh yeah. He's out out. Um, and, and, you know, he said he wrote the book because it was for the crew and, um, the crew apparently loved him once he stood up for them, the younger generation. What what, what ship was his now? Was it Ronald Reagan? Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. Um, uh, I, What's uh, a nickname for that? Does they, they have a nickname for TR? This? TR. Yeah, TR. My my first dog was TR. Yeah. Yeah. I visited Theodore Roosevelt's home out on Long Island. You know the first guy the who year did I trap, got my dog. The first guy who did a trap on the uh, USS Theodore Roosevelt was uh, Teddy Roosevelt's great-great-grandson or something. Really? Yeah, he was naval aviator. No kidding. They, they purposely said we're going to the first guy <clears> who's going to trap on on uh, TR is going to be a um a relative. See, now that's that's sort of stuff that's neat about the military yeah. when stuff like that happens. That's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. That's so, a great family, great military family, the Roosevelt's. Sure. Uh, the Roosevelt's of uh, Oyster Bay. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Have you ever been to his house out on Long Island? No, I have not. <sighs> Definitely worth oh, really? a trip out there. Yeah. How cool. Especially because you love history. Oh, yeah. I, oh I'd be in my glory, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, anyway, so back to Crozier. You know, he's out. He's done. You know the navies to their. They said they were making accommodations for the crew on Guam. Um, yeah, you know to get all the sick people off. Right. But I remember that you know now. they're trying to work through all that and all the uh, state had be, department. Had to be a tough part, time for them. I mean, sure, especially you're sure. so isolated. But I mean, he at least he had email. That of course that's what got him in trouble. Right, I think it was email got him in trouble. I wonder well, if it, if it had been like 25 years ago and they didn't have email, if it would have ended the same way. If it would have been a little different, maybe. Well, 25 years ago, they did have email because it got me in trouble oh, in Bosnia. Oh, oh did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent right. an email to my wife. But I'm 35, thought, I guess. And she thought she was being um, helpful forwarding the email, and it ended up in USA Today. Oh, and no. Or portions <laughs> of it. And, um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oopsie. Uh, oops. 
And uh, they'll do so, it. Well, I was. It was one of those outraged emails you send home when you see stuff happening. Yeah, and it just bothers you. And, and it had to do with medical supplies. All these U.S. medical pharmaceutical companies were sending uh, pur- purportedly millions of dollars of aid over to Bosnia, and uh, we had a hospital in our sector that uh, was getting tons of these supplies. And I went through the hospital with the director of the hospital, and he was showing me, and, like, they were sending prosthetics that were missing parts so they didn't work. Ooh. And they were sending all the – every medication that was sent was outdated by quite a bit. Um, And so, um, you know, the U.S. government paid to fly all this stuff over. I'll pick up on that after the break. We'll be back with more Valor Radio. Listening to Valor Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. We have not one but two 60 minute men here for Valor Radio on WISL. <laughs> Colonel Paul Simonelli and Captain Steve Momano on deck. This is beautiful. If you don't believe I'm all I say, come up and take my hand. When I let you go, you cry. Oh, yes, he's a 60 minute man. Man, it's hard to be humble when you grow up with music like that. Now, now check. This is the scandalous lyric coming up here. Please don't stop. There'll be 50 minutes and 50 minutes squeezing and 50 minutes of blowing my top. Nineteen fifty-two. Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Did that play like at your senior prom or something? <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. These kids. Don't get no respect, you know. <laughs> oh boy, that's so, cool. So uh, we're in an interesting month. Yeah, we sure. Um, are. You uh, yeah. sent me a note this week about uh, an acquaintance of yours. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to talk a little bit about it because. And uh, just let me. I'll set the stage here quickly. Okay. I, I think I mentioned. I don't know if I mentioned to you folks last week. Was it the same place? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah, you did. Well, mention no, it. he said he went to Canada. Well, I was at the outpatient at the uh, the one up here, Calkins? Uh Calkins Road, yeah. and um, when you walked through the door, you were greeted by a full size pride flag. Uh huh. 
Um, I couldn't see the American flag. I'm sure it was there somewhere. But Well, I don't um, know. See, that's what happened here. And then noticed uh, those flags on top of people, you know, taped, small ones taped to people's monitors on the little flag sticks like you usually see U.S. flags. And yeah. the place was pretty much covered with it uh-huh. um, all over the place. So that uh, – yeah, well, well, this was at uh, Canandaigua last week. Um, close friend of mine, Vietnam combat veteran. Uh, is on his way to a medical appointment and uh, walks into Building One, uh, and what does he see? Gay pride flag hanging from a pole, all by itself. The same and thing. Same stops thing they him had in Rochester. His, stops yeah. him dead in his tracks. He's like, "WTF? What is that doing here?" He just asked the guy who let him in, and the guy, two couple guys are standing there, and he says, uh, well, "Why is that here?" And they told him, "Well, you know, we don't. We just work here." And they told us to put it up and. Finally, he just, you know, he's waiting for his appointment. He's standing there. He's looking at this flag. He's kind of stewing. And finally, he just, you know, enough already. He gets up. He um, walks over to the flag, which is on a pole, four by six, you know, standard size flag. And he takes the pole and he furls the flag. Now, he doesn't set it on fire. He doesn't tear it up. He furls the flag and then he just lays the pole down. Okay. And he walks away. And they said, oh, we're, we're going to call the police. And they go ahead and call the police. Well, he was right right he did, there. He didn't destroy Canada. the flag? No. And they called the cops? They called the cops. So apparently they've done this before. Okay, apparently the day before, another incident like of the same type happened the day before. So uh, they already had experience with this. Well, the two police security guys or cops or whatever showed up, and they put him in a room by himself. And then they played the good cop, bad cop routine with him. And they offer him his freedom if he'll walk out and not touch the flag. And he just says, no, that flag does not belong here, he tells him. And they say, well, okay, we're going to issue you a citation. So they write him a citation. Now, wait a minute. Is, is, is this a, a civil thing or a military thing? No, well, this is a federal facility. Federal, federal facility. And these are, these are VA police. Every department in the government has their own police department. So okay. these are VA police officers. So they're, 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 they are law enforcement certified. So he's not showing up at city court in Canada. No, he's going to show up in front of a federal magistrate. Federal. Oh, my God. Federal magistrate. They told him the State Street people are going to be contacting you uh, in the next several days. So be prepared. And let me tell you something about my friend. Uh, I'll just call him Marine Mike. He's um, 78 years old. He's uh, he's a veteran of um, Operation Starlight, which was the first engagement of uh, the United States and Vietnam in the war, 1965. It was an amphibious invasion. I don't know much more about it, but he was in it, and he went through the whole thing, and he has a heart issue. He's got a pacemaker. And he came back from Vietnam with uh, bad PTSD, which at the time they didn't understand it. And they didn't really know how to deal with it. He, he finally took the advice of his friends, and he went to the Veterans Outreach Center, which was new at that time in, 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 in the 70s, I believe it was. And uh, he had a counselor named Gary Bykirk. Um, and Gary kind of got him over the hump and uh, turned his life around. And Mike became a leader within the veteran community ever since. He served as our VFW post commander from 2007 to 2012, and he was a mentor to literally hundreds of disabled vets and other veterans, including me. Uh, I took over for him. Uh, He's a deeply religious man, um, uh, Christian conservative, 
And after he left as post commander, he became post chaplain because he's a natural kind of guy to have around to do the invocation or the benediction of the ceremony. He's just, he, he's a religious guy. Um, and he harbors no ill will toward anybody, including the gay community. But he feels that the rainbow flag is exclusionary and uh, ag- oppressive and uh, it marginalizes most veterans. And uh, he is a team player, basically, Mike is. And he considers that flag to be, quote, a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. That's what he said to me. He goes, I felt like I'd been slapped in the face. And now he's facing a federal charge. What, what are the, what's the possible penalties? Do we I know? know? I'm not know. sure what he was charged with, what the actual charge was. Yeah, you know, I, that, that, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what they could have charged him with. I mean, rolling up the flag and laying it down, there wasn't damage done, so no. it's not like a criminal mischief. Maybe making a public uh, disturbance. Some, some sort of disorderly conduct type charge. How much disorder? Um, I'm saying he, he didn't. He didn't raise his voice. He didn't. Right. I understand. He didn't make a scene or. No, he he wasn't. He didn't have to restrain him. As far as I know, he just he, refused to. to he, yeah, he just refused to comply. He refused to say he wouldn't take it down again. I right. guess is what yeah, right. the bottom line was. Right. Um, I mean, if they hadn't called the police, he could have gone to his appointment and left, and then they could have put the flag up again. Exactly. Right. Where, where's the harm? Where's the harm? You know, the flag is not a symbol of anything official. I mean, it on a. You know, there, there's there's very precise U.S. guidelines for display of the U.S. flag or what's displayed with the U.S. flag. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're, we're free But we don't loose. get to put up any flag that we want. Right. If I'm Irish, I don't get to put the Sinn Féin flag up at, right. at, a, at a VA because I like Irish people. Right. And right. It, you know, if, it, it triggers a lot of people, believe it or not. That flag triggers a lot this of people. Is, this, this has been the strategy um and you know bob you articulated very well i'm not as great at articulating it but what we've seen since 2008 everything that democrats have say they want or that they're do they're not doing or everything they accuse other people of doing they're doing and they're projecting right, right? Yeah, classic pro- projection projection and you know a, a president obama came in and he said he was going to be a unifier and from the day he got there he, you know, he was absolutely a master at dividing, of recreating uh, groups and pitting them against each he other. He was a post-racial president. Remember, he was supposed to be a post- right. And and what he did oh, is he reignited. Yeah, well. He reignited every possible group. Oh, he let he lit and, everything on fire before he left. Right. And and as long as people are divided, as long as people are divided, then. That side is going to maintain control. That was his gripe: was that why are we dividing people by uh, demographics, by uh, by protected class? We're all part of the same. We're all veterans. We don't need to say that we're this kind of veteran or that kind of veteran. We're all veteran. We're we're all teammates. We're all part of the same brotherhood, if you will, or sisterhood, whatever you can want to call it. Can I quote something real quick here yeah. to, for you guys? This is Rich Lott. Oh, yeah. Rich Lowry uh, in the New York Post, and he just wrote a piece on this last week called The Pride Flag's Folly. Flags aren't trifling matters. People rally to them and live and die for them. The firing on the flag at Fort Sumter at the outset of the Civil War, for instance, had a galvanizing effect on the North. 
on forts and ships, from church spires and flagstaffs, from colleges, hotels, storefronts, and private balconies, from public edifices everywhere the old flag was flung out, the historian George Preble writes, in a passage that could almost as accurately describe the unavoidable June displays of the pride flag. Whereas the power of the Star-Spangled Banner in its extraordinary history, its relatively simple design, its easily understood symbolism, and its call to unify all Americans, not to mention the sacrifices made to defend it, the pride flag is the opposite. It's always being refashioned. The version displayed on the White House dates all the way back to 2018. Good point. It's an aesthetic disaster. It's inscrutable. It's a banner concerned with the recognition of splinter groups. If you wanted to create a visual representation of intersectionality, the latest iterations of the pride flag would be it. Well, and, that, and he goes beautiful. on like it's, it's it's that's a hell of a, an article. Oh, it's, that, that, I want to on a copy of that. Oh no, just uh, just uh, Google Rich Lowry, I will. the pride flag. Well, he's a pretty folly. smart guy anyway, so. Yeah. Wow. As it happens, there are dozens of separate flags out there for every gender identity, pansexual, non-binary. I noticed that. Yeah, there's gender a million fluid, versions asexual. of it. How could they be left out? You know, uh, it, it's... You they, know, the other thing that really torques me is they got to get themselves a new acronym or something. I, I'm not going to go through life calling it the LGBTQ plus M-O-U-S-E, uh, you know, uh, community. I, you're going to have to come up with something marketable, something we can use. It's it's not even a community because it's a conglomeration of thank you of folks and groups that are disparate yeah. that uh, you know that have been pulled together. No offense, to, but that flag doesn't belong there. Right. So I got a little bit more on that after okay. about what's happening at at national level. We'll be back. Uh, in just a couple minutes here with the rest of Valor Radio. Your go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers. Not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old in-office, in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty, Route 227, Trumansburg, New York. Hi, I'm Alan Ginsberg of the A.M. Ginsberg Advisory Group, LLC. I know a lot of you have heard enough of my ad regarding business continuation. We started this campaign in September 2020, and I want you to know the response has just been tremendous. The best part is that we're seeing the results of our efforts. Business owners who have been procrastinating on how to make sure their business continues on a successful path are starting to make the changes that are needed. Whether it be talking to their children, key employees, or favorite competitors, they are starting to get things done. 
on, making sure that their life's work doesn't just go by the wayside. Give us a call at 585-377-4720. We'll sit down and talk, find out what your business and family goals are. That's 585-377-4720. Thank you. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. AM Ginsburg Advisory Group and the Securities America companies are separate entities. The colors are red for valor, white for innocence, and blue for justice. Our nation's flag proclaims liberty for all. And our military service members continue to fight for the right to live in freedom. Honor their service and sacrifice with an American-made flag from the Stars and Stripes Flag Store. Visit eflagstore.com to shop now. All proceeds support Veterans Outreach Center and local veterans. You're listening to Valor Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. We are back in here with Valor Radio. So pleased you could join us, the Colonel and the Captain, up next. Thanks. So just to finish up this discussion, this isn't just happening here at the VA. Um, The Sergeant Major of the Army, which is the senior enlisted guy in the Army, um, could not avoid getting in a Twitter debate over this. And one line in there just really bothered me. Um, There was... Some people that responded to an 82nd Airborne uh, tweet about, you know, this month and all that it means. And uh, they weren't really happy, you know, the feeling the Army's lost its focus. And his response to them, thanks for sharing this opportunity. Um, The comment section is a good time to refresh ourselves with discriminatory harassment, a form of harassment that is unwelcome conduct based on race, color, religion, including gender identity, national origin, or sexual orientation. Opposition to recognition of small groups is not harassment, Harassment. is not... Where did he get that word from? I understand that. That's the point that bothered me. And this went on all weekend. I'm not going to go any farther with it. No, but it Um, annoyed me when I read it. You know, the Secretary of the Army was out there uh, talking this week saying, Mm. um, you know, accused that uh, she's out there saying that it's wrong, that Mm -hmm. the military isn't going woke and... um, you know the uh, and, the, and the backlash is hurting recruiting is basically what she's saying. Right, she says it's hurting recruiting. Well, no, it's not. It's not the statements. It's what is happening yeah. is what's hurting recruiting. Not not people's words about she's what's completely happening. missing the point. Right, right. Yeah. And as do these people. But anyway, coming from two different worlds, yeah. you're the Navy. Uh-huh. You know, I'm Air, our Army. Yeah. Um, and. I want to go over some, ask you some, if you know what these terms mean, if okay. you've heard them over your military okay. career. Sure. All right. So um, there, there's quite a few of them. I want to pick out a few and see um, and see if uh, any of them. Uh, first have, of all, don't, what the, what's the origin of HUA? Well, we can talk about that. We'll get to okay, that. Right. But let's, I, I want to uh, know. I want to know. Um, so have you ever heard the term left-handed monkey wrench? No. All right. Um what, is it an armored term? Well, it's something you hear in the army or any place where vehicles or you know equipment is worked on, and you send an, a young soldier to look for a left-handed monkey wrench. Oh, is this like a, 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 a can of liquid squelch? Pot, like a relative bearing grease? Yeah, yeah, can of liquid squelch. Have you ever? <laughs> no, you never heard of that one either. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's even come up with some chest candy. 
That should be. You should oh, know what that is. I'm, I'm not touching that one. You don't know what chess candy is? I know what it is, but I'm not going to say what it is. It's the medals and ribbons. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, all right. See, all right. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I got my head uh, in the gutter, I guess. How about, you ever hear the term standby to stand by? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, something. Hurry, hurry up to wait in the Navy. Yeah. We well, hurry up and wait. That's right. We all live through that. Um, hurry soup. up to wait. Yeah. yeah. How about the term soup sandwich? Yeah, always. You've heard that one oh, before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, soup sandwich and. Uh, all right. What does that mean? Well, it's like a it's like a, a mixed blessing, like um, you half and half. You get it's like a six six and six. You know, half a dozen one, six of the other. Well, all right, they they say if things go badly uh, wrong on a mission, thanks to inefficiency or carelessness, the participants <laughs> have to eat an exceedingly unpleasant sandwich. <laughs> Only metaphorically, we hope. Um, how about a sniper check? Never, never heard. No, of that. so that's a ground thing because. Um, <laughs> sniper check is not a precautionary exercise aimed at avoiding a certain burst of fire, although that's certainly a good idea. The context is, means about the salute. Um, uh, okay. You know, you're not meant to salute an officer as a normal Oh, yeah, you don't want to put sniper. Right. Yeah, yeah do go. a sniper check. Yeah, don't, don't do it while I'm standing next to him. All right. Something because you were a staff officer for so long. Oh, here we go. Uh, a power, PowerPoint ranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we time. all know what that is. Oh, God, yeah. I was that for a while, too. Um, yeah. How about Pop Smoke? Did you ever hear that? Pop Smoke. What yeah, does that know, mean? My good friend, Colonel uh, Gerald Honeycutt, who was an intel guy, Pop Smoke. It was a, a term for like a, when they when they were extricating somebody from a, the field, right? Right. right. They're going to Pop Smoke and get the hell out of there, right? Right, so skedaddle in a hurry. Right, right. right. It has a legitimate... I love that. has a I, legitimate... In fact, I, we used to... We used to they, I think he... Uh, he had in mind when he got out of the navy or the um, uh, army, he was going to open a bar and call it the Pop Smoke. That would be great. Yeah, that would be a great. Yeah. Um, that would be a great. It would uh, be. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Got a few other of these. Um, field strip. Well, I know what field strip means. But, you know what it means. Yeah. But what what is, does that mean? What does what does the well the field strip is what you do to your weapon. Right. In, in the field, you strip it and you put it back together, clean it, put it back together. Again. Right. You only take it apart so far. It's not you don't take every part apart. There's it's what you do at operator level. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you whatever you need to do to clean that. Yeah, that's pretty. I didn't have, I didn't carry too many weapons. Yeah, in my, in my yeah I know, I know. Yeah. You were a weapon. I was the weapon. You yes. were the weapon. I was the weapon. Yeah. How about embrace the suck? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard that? <laughs> heard th- well, that's really a Marine Corps term more than well, a, it's an Army term. Is it, too. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a good term. I, yeah. I, I like that. There's there's a lot there's a lot of truth to that term. Yeah. yeah. So. When you say you got uh, 15 days in a wake-up, <laughs> do you know what that means? Well, you got 15 days, and then you, you wake up, and then you go. You're done. You're done, yeah. You're yeah. done, right. So yeah, And, and you people... don't want to start counting like that, because every time you start counting like that, something bad's going to happen. Right. Check your six. Yeah, check six, yeah. We know what that well, is. Well, it's, uh, that's an aviation term. Well, it's also on the ground. Uh, reminder to watch well, your so. back. I guess if you're a tanker, you want to check six. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's a vulnerable spot on a tank. I like uh, that. Yeah. Um, but also a reminder to watch your back. Right. Um, here's something for a staff officer: chair force. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. we, we got that uh, full battle rattle. Yeah. Well, we we used to call it. Battle rhythm, battle, uh, yeah, battle rattle, all, all your junk, you're all carry- your stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything you're carrying, you, on, you, you make before, a lot, a lot of noise carrying all those. Well, before you go out the door, it's all the crap you got to put on. What was the most weight you ever carried in a pet in a, on your back? <sighs> well, just without any backpack. Yeah. Um, just helmet. Yeah, yeah. Vest with plates in it, uh-huh. ammunition, weapons. Uh huh. 
probably pushing upwards of 50 pounds. Without, 50 without a pack? Without a pack. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah. And um, it adds up quick. I'm sure it does. Uh, so, you know, you carry 13, like 13 30-round magazines. Yeah, wh- ammunition is heavy. Yeah, ammunition yeah. is heavy. 13 30-round mags? Well, yeah. Sure, you, you, you don't want to get caught short. <laughs> if there's one thing you want to have too much of, oh, it's ammo. ammo. Yeah, yeah, no no question about it. <laughs> wow, that's um, a lot of lead. Yeah, and then you carried, I, you know, how many did I have for my pistol? I pr- think I probably what, had nine or ten. What kind of rations did you carry? I didn't carry rations uh-huh. because I was never in that type of situation. Oh, okay. But I did. I had a go bag. Okay, all right. And um, it had my when I was traveling, I carried a bag that if I got dumped off someplace, you know, had a survival kit in it, had a satellite phone, had a little bit of basic uh, rations. Uh-huh. Had a bunch of other. In fact, I should probably bring it in sometime and lay it out. Sure. It's really sort of some neat stuff that well, was. Well, my, my dad used to be able to recite uh, all the stuff that he carried in his. Uh, I mean, everything from soup to nuts uh, that he carried in Normandy. I mean, from his pocket, from his knife to his uh, D ration or whatever the hell he carried. Uh, Cigarettes, chocolate yeah, oh, bars. Cigarette, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Charms, yeah. They had the little Hershey's uh, chocolate that wouldn't melt. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, 15 minutes prior to 15 minutes prior. I, I can remember when I was a second lieutenant, we had got a new division commander. And so we had to be on the field at 11 o'clock oh, for the no. division change of command. So the brigade sergeant major wanted us there at 1030. So the battalion com- uh, sergeant major wanted us there at 930. The first sergeant wanted us there at 830. Oh, boy. And the platoon sergeants had their guys up at 530, shining Beautiful. their boots um, for an 11, for 12 o'clock ceremony. Anyway... Um, that's it for Valor Radio this week, folks. Have a great week. Enjoy the summer. We're going to have uh, some great weather this week. Uh, and uh, keep everyone in their thoughts and our prayers, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coasties, and all those working by their sides. All the money, there's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory. I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility.